The pickleball chicks are obsessed with America's fastest growing sport, pickleball. Thanks for tuning in, and if you haven't already, be sure to like the video and subscribe to the show. Get ready for on and off the court hot topics. Lots of laughs, cocktails, and champagne with your hosts, Annie and Rebecca. I'm Rebecca. I'm Annie. And we're the Pickleball Chicks. Hey, we're on location today at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center with our good friend, Dr. Brody, chiropractor and co-owner of the Hopkins Health and Wellness Center in Hopkins, Minnesota. I and love it. Yeah. Welcome. Yes. And well, well, thanks for having me. Yes. Well, yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And Andy, Lucky Duck is still in Marco Island. I am. How, how, how is it over there? I hear you were playing pickleball this morning, Annie. Oh, nice and hot and warm and humid. And your joints and your muscles are just ready to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And I have to say that because I was just home in Minnesota for the weekend and I had a cashmere turtleneck on because it was so chilly willy. It is cold. I had my, my vest on today this morning. It's been a long winter up here. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> I know it has. Well, I have to say, I have been coming to Hopkins Health and Wellness Center for the last, gosh, at least 15 years. And they have collectively put me together <laughs> many times. So mm -hmm. and the last, the last one this past fall was a pickleball injury. And so we really thought, who else better to have on our podcast? The one and only. Hey. Dr. Brody. Good to be here. And may I say, he also is known as chiropractor to the stars Ooh. which we will talk about later so you're going to want to make sure you listen because he's got some good stuff cooking <laughs> i love it i love it but this is so exciting and should we share our word of the day rebecca we should what do you think it is brody um well we're in a chiropractic clinic so adjustment oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well that was not rehearsed and Oh, that's so great. So our word of the day is adjustment. Thank you, Dr. Brody. And Rebecca, what is our drink of the day? Oh my gosh. In honor of Dr. Brody, I did some real deep, dark searching. <laughs> and we are going to do the Dr. Pepper shot. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you've ever had one, they actually will be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get ready. Annie's got the lighter on her end. Brody's got, Dr. Brody go. has it on our end. And so we're we lighting them up. Thank you, Annie, for showing all our, our listeners. Okay, here we go. It's all, woo! Now, woo! Colorado, woo! with... 151 rum and we are going to throw it in a beer and shoot it down so and well, is that shot glass hot Woo! oh boy here we go cheers cheers. to our new guest today cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, <Dr. Tony. laughs> 
Dr. Pepper. Woo! 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 My flame is still burning. Woo! Dr. Pepper. Woo! That does taste like Yeah. You know, it is pretty good, but it's actually really good. But wow, I was a little nervous about the flame coming up as I was trying to take a sip. You know what? That was actually a warm shot at the bottom. It, it's, um, yeah, but that's Wait, how they are. That's how they what? are. You know. It's a Dr. Pepper shot. Flaming DPs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, perfect for you, Dr. Brody. So, it's been a long time since I've had one of those. That's uh, have you had that before? Yeah, I have. That was a drink in college that we used to do. Well, wait, did they light up? Oh, yeah, always. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, bravo, yeah, bravo. So, is your shot taking hold of you? I don't see you on the screen. Oh, you oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Don't put me anymore, Dr. Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Fun. Well, Annie, well, I think you should take the show and give a little info on our cool guest. Oh my gosh. Well, I think it's so cool. Dr. Brody, you studied at University of Colorado in Boulder. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I studied my undergrad. Yep. Oh, I love that. And then you came back to Minnesota. Well, I'm from Boulder originally. So oh, you're from Boulder originally. My wife's from Eden Prairie. And we met at CU. Oh, you did? I was wondering. Then I came here for grad school right after at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. yep. Northwestern. What a great institution. I Yeah, I think it's a good program. Learned a lot out of there. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Good. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a great institution. And obviously it was good because he did Dr. Peppers there. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I have a little history there. My cousin actually attended as well. She was entertaining chiropractor care, and Dr. Pete had taken her in and given her a little bit of help with understanding what the role of being a doctor would really be at Hopkins Health and Wellness. And so I thought that was pretty cool. She yeah. did decide to move on to acupuncture. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. So very interesting. I think they have another strong program in Northwestern for that. Did she go yes. to that? Yeah. Nice. That's what she did. Yes. Cool. And she's now practicing throughout the United States, and it's really cool. And speaking of the United States, you have been in Aspen. Is that correct? That's where I started into practice. Yep. So I worked for a few different clinics up and down. The, it's called the Roaring Fork Valley. So Aspen, Basalt, and Glenwood Springs. And those are all in Colorado. So. Yep. Oh, I love it. And are you a skier or a snowboarder just out of curiosity? Yeah, I, I, I dabble with both. I, uh, you know, I can do either or. So, yeah, I, I try and get out there as much as I can. So. Oh, I love it. And now, if I remember correctly, you've had a stint in Hollywood. Is that correct? I did a year stint. Yep. So I was, I was here at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, and then I took off to Hollywood for a year and I kind of traveled around the world for a year. I, wow. I was in and out of different movie sets wherever they were being filmed. And um, yeah, it was a fun experience. It was good. Uh, were you married at the time? I was, which uh, 
being gone a lot wasn't the greatest for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you have any kids at the time? No, we were not. Yeah. Just, well, thank God, because that would have sent her to the edge. That would have been it. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, okay. So we're going to talk about all about his Hollywood stint um, in a bit. But first, we really want to get a little bit more information on what makes this clinic different than others. Um, I mean, I know because I've been here and I've gotten to be in every different section of your clinic. Mm -hmm. So give us a little insight on that. And I also know that you are uh, certified in active release technique. Mm -hmm. So you give us a little bit of info on that as well. Yeah. So what ART or active release is, is just a kind of gold standard soft tissue treatment. So uh, it's kind of advanced training where you apply uh, different hands-on techniques to correct injured tissue so talking about pickleball injuries you get them all the time with that um hopkins health and wellness center what makes it different than other clinics is that we're completely integrated so we have a chiropractic department the physical therapy department and a medical department and we all work together through cases um that makes us very different than just kind of a Absolutely. you know one thing in general so um, yeah, we try and do it all. We try and cover our bases and, and whatever our patients need, provide that service and uh, get them back to whatever they want to be doing. And I have literally been to every section of their clinic. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, you know, there's another person we've played pickleball with, Rebecca. Greg is a big fan of Hopkins Health and Wellness big fan and a great pickleball player and he would also share his feelings about hopkins health and wellness and how you really help help people when they go through that that unfortunate perhaps injury or maybe even you know just preparing their body a little bit for pickleball right yeah, it can be on both sides. I mean, it could be preventative. It can be, you know, if an injury happens or something, or if someone's trying to improve their overall function, right? So with pickleball, mm -hmm. there's all sorts of movements and things like that that say you're not injured, but you want help with how to become stronger and more functional. Um, yeah, we can kind of do any angle we want to, basically. So. And you mentioned that we were just talking before we um, went live, and he was just in a meeting talking to um, his staff about how many pickleball injuries there actually have been. It, it has been a common theme the past <laughs> months. Um, yeah, where it's, you know, I, I, I played a, a little bit myself and I, I can see how some of this stuff happens. But um, pickleball, from my understanding, I think is the fastest growing sport in the country. It is. Um, Right. And so with that, you're going to get people that are um, not used to some of the movements and things. So your your rates of injury are obviously going to probably increase. But um, we kind of know what to expect and how to fix them and, and to educate people on how to prevent it in the future. Uh, mm. which is a big part of kind of what we try and do as well. So what's the what's the number one pickleball injury that you are seeing here at Hopkins Health and um, I'd say there's two in particular. One is basically like an inflammation of um, the elbow. Uh, it's yeah. called lateral condylitis. Um, I, I mean, I guess if it's removing the paddle around, I don't know, but you see it all the time. And then the other one I would say is probably a shoulder injury. Um, yeah, you see a lot of shoulder impingement, um, which is basically a bunch of tightening of, of muscles in your shoulder. And 
those would be my most common. I mean, you get all sorts of other stuff though too. So well, we see a lot of knee braces yeah. on the court, don't we, Annie? We do, and and ankles, and really just a variety of things. As a matter of fact, when I walked onto the court this morning in Marco, the tennis courts are right by the pickleball courts. And there's this theory that pickleball is a little bit easier on your body than tennis. And so I think for that reason, sometimes people aren't necessarily warming up or taking yeah. care of their bodies. Yeah. Right. Now, say that, Annie, um, if somebody is injured, mm -hmm. let's say my girlfriend just fell on the court. Christina oh. and MJ both fell on the court when I played with them the other day. Two separate oh. where you are running backwards as a newer player, and then you kind of stumble over yep, your feet, sure. fall backwards, thank God, and neither of them hit their head. But, so I was thinking, so let's say they fall, they fell hard, they probably knocked something out of alignment. Sure. And let's say they don't get adjusted, they just work through it, they're good. Does your body reset itself and go back to alignment over time? Or how? I've always been curious about that. I think it can. Um... That's kind of there's a lot to that question, but yes, in, in a in a short answer is yeah, it it could over time. It also couldn't, and one of the biggest things that creates a bigger injury sometimes is an abnormal joint position or tight muscle, which you think you can kind of quote unquote get through and and be fine, yeah. but you might be just slowly creating a, a potential bigger problem. Mm -hmm. um, into mm -hmm. the future. So my advice is if you get, if you fall, if you get hurt or something happens, just go get evaluated by someone. Just, just go see somebody just to make sure things are functioning in good positions and you're not kind of asking for a, a bigger injury because the number one <clears throat> cause of, of disc herniations and all this other stuff are abnormal joint positions. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you get hung up in a bad spot and you just leave it there, you're kind of asking for potentially a bigger thing. And you can apply that to any joint in your body, shoulder, knee, ankle, whatever. Uh, ankle, ankle, paddleboarding. For five years, I paddleboarded every morning for about five months, and I didn't realize that I was standing in a weird position. Yeah. Five years later, boom. Right. It it's, that's perfect case of that. Right. That stuff happens all the time, especially with knees and everything else. You know, you could you could have a all sorts of things. So I would my advice would be just if you take a fall, one, just make sure you're okay. But if, if something's kind of lingering and nagging you over the next couple of days, just go get evaluated by somebody. Go yeah. see someone. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I also will say, Rebecca, pardon me. I just really wanted to highlight this. Even if you don't think something is wrong, maybe go get evaluated yeah. if you fall in. Yeah, 100%. Can't hurt. It's only going to help you. Yes. And Andy and I are big promoters of warming up and cooling down. And how many times, Andy, have we got on the court? People are just waltzing in. They walk right onto the court and we're doing all our weird hips. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't play and I still have to do a little more stretching. Perfect. Um, I love that. Can I say one other funny thing about that? When we do that, they're like, what are you girls doing? Strategizing? Like, are you going to come with us? What's going on? We're like, no, we're just going to up. It's the intimidation factor. I like it. 
<laughs> Before you even start playing, it's terrified of you. Well, they should definitely be terrified of us, I'm telling you. I mean, we haven't even shown them our game faces, so I don't even know. We are. <laughs> it must be quite the stretching routine. I like it. It totally is. So, Dr. Brody, <laughs> would you say, um, what would you say is the most important thing? We like to do our specific warm-up, which is crazy and fun and cool. Yes. Um, yes. Are there any tips that you would say that we really should incorporate into our warm-up or our cool-down? that we might not think about that you would. Well, I think you said it right there. It's to warm up, but then also to cool down. And so the number one thing that happens if in athletics and sports is if you're playing the sport, slowly your muscle tissue is going to get tired, right? It's going to fatigue out. What happens is it's going to get tighter when that happens. So you want to stretch out after playing just as much as you want to warm up beforehand. So if we're talking about prevention, is to do the same routine before and then also do it on the back end too so you lengthen everything back out so number one thing that we teach people um is to make sure you're doing that after activity helps a ton helps a ton of people agree so you know i know it's amazing how many people say what to do afterwards and i had a bit i had a flame of dr pepper whatever but uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that that would be my one number one thing of advice is to make sure you do a good stretch after play. Well, when we started playing, well, when we were in league last year before I injured my knee, I was kind of walking on the court to mm -hmm. play, and that was on me. And I have suffered consequences, so now that is like I'm probably stretching longer than I'm playing, which is good for you. Yes, I'm stretching <laughs> before I leave. I'm stretching when I get there. Stretch you when I die. Stretch you when I get home. Exactly. And I have a really important question. We have spoken with a trainer back in December on our podcast. And I think this is really important. Warming up and stretching. For instance, I have a morning routine and an evening routine outside of playing anything. Very small, very short. Five, ten minutes. But what is the time frame like if i were to warm up let's say at 6 a.m and i played at 9 a.m are we reaping any benefits from that at 9 a.m yeah i think because generally you're going to be stiffer in the morning anyway so as you sleep at night you don't move unless you're really tossing and turning but even that you're not moving that much so you want to initiate joint motion right away anybody does first thing in the morning so your routine that you're doing helps create that so that three hours later your joints have been changing position and moving your tendons your ligaments that support that are actually able to do that so yeah the routine time five ten minutes i mean there's a there's a couple things you can do with people just to make sure you target where they need to but great thing to do absolutely mm. yeah and yeah yeah you were going to ask about um uh when the injury happens you had, we, you and I had talked about it, and because you had asked if I had done any dry needling and a couple other things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so when the injury does happen, what would the best protocol be for someone should they unfortunately encounter an injury? What are the first maybe one, two, three steps? Because I think we're all confused as to what was really <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, think, I, think, I think first and foremost... 
is go get evaluated by someone and see what the problem is. Number one. So once you know what you're treating, you know what to do to fix it. And so then there's other disciplines and things that you could incorporate depending on what the injury is. There's, there's basic physical therapy, there's dry needling, there's various types of injection protocols, there's regenerative medicine, there's chiropractic work. So there's all sorts of things that you can do um, once you know what you're trying to fix. Yeah. And, you know, you always think I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fix it and I'm on the court tomorrow. That's not the case. Sometimes that's not as bad as that is, but um, which can be tough to hear. I yes. get that. But uh, yes. yes, I think most providers will always try and think and act in your best interest. And so if you get advice from someone saying, hey, maybe you're not playing tomorrow or today, they're not doing that to be mean to you. They're doing it because they think it's in your best interest. So mm -hmm. it's so hard to take. It is hard to take. And then also the one cool thing about pickleball is it's such a big community where everyone is really sharing information. And what Rebecca and I have seen is there are a lot of on-court therapists and trainers. And so they might have twice. And I think what we've really clarified and broken down very, very clearly is that if something has happened, go get evaluated. And ignore everyone else on the court that says anything at all. Nobody mm -hmm. knows. I think a lot of people have a gut recognition of like if something's not right. Um, and that's most of the time right. So if you're feeling like something's off or, you know, something's not quite as it should be, the chances of that is probably pretty true. So I would, I would just listen to yourself and maybe not some uncourt trainer or opinion sometimes yes now what exactly is the prp injection so we've been hearing a lot about it i've been thinking about it for my knee i just been toying around give us just because i think other people are asking about that as well just give us a little yeah so what a prp injection is it's a regenerative therapy um and what it stands for is platelet rich plasma and so that's from yourself so basically what we do is we draw blood from someone and then whatever we're trying to treat, which we see a lot of elbow inflammation, it works really well for this. Um, we inject the PRP, which is what we spin down from your blood and into the site of the injury. And so what it does is it reduces inflammation, but the platelets actually um, coagulate or mean they kind of group together and they can heal or regenerate um, uh, tissue, cartilage, um, tendon, all sorts of stuff. So it's a it's a newer therapy which has been around for a long time, but it's becoming more popular um, because of its effects. It works really well, and it's from yourself. So you're not yes. injecting some foreign medication, substance, something you don't know. You literally come in, you draw it out, you centrifuge, you spin it down, and in 30 minutes you have the the PRP or the therapy, and then that goes right back into you. So the same day. Same, same day. Oh, wow. So that, that appointment takes about an hour, typically, um, just with prep and everything else through there. But um, a lot of that time is drawing the blood from yourself and then also spinning it down. And then the actual injections are very quick. So very effective, very it's all over the board as far as professional sports. Um, and I think you'll see more of this into the future because there, there really aren't a lot of negatives at all to it. 
So for my mm -hmm. feet, would I, if I had that done, it's still a little sore, but I am my elements. Um, would I see, how long does it take to really notice? So the typically pattern of PRP is the first couple of days right after the injection, you get almost an increase in soreness. And there's a couple of reasons for it. One of which is you're adding like a fluid material into a tissue or a joint or something. So it's, it's foreign, it's different. So you get kind of a soreness sensation. Your max benefit of PRP is about 12 weeks. And so um, when you do one of these injections, you're probably gonna get a protocol of a bunch of things to be doing on your own as far as some therapy and stuff to activate the injection site. But yeah, your max benefit of, of one injection is about 12 weeks. Wow. That's interesting. I have to say, I have heard of PRP for anti-aging on your facial. That's another, well, that's kind of where it all stemmed from. So they took the same like theory and principles of that and said, okay, how can we treat some um, other injuries? And then the professional sports world just took it one step further. Is how, how can we prevent things? So Ooh. some of these professional athletes in all the other disciplines of sports they're getting PRP injections maybe every couple of weeks, oh, really? every month, trying to prevent these repetitive stress injuries. Mm -hmm. And it's proven to be actually very successful. So yeah, I think you're gonna see into the future more and more of this, you know, discipline of regenerative therapies happening because they do work. I might have to do that with my knee, preventative, and then I'm gonna say, you know, take the rest of the little bit of blood that's left and shoot it everywhere in my face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exciting. I love that, Rebecca. I love that. And it is very exciting, though. If we can do things on a preventative basis, we're ahead. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone gets worried about getting old. I can't do this and this anymore. These are actually case study documented ways to prevent progression of arthritis, all this other stuff. So um we have the technology we know what to do i think a lot of people are just kind of confused on what it actually does but yeah. hopefully i explained that well enough um yeah they they, they work very well so yeah let's make a double appointment sit and have cocktails oh, yeah. oh i love i love we don't that need idea. The alcohol on your system to uh, your, your blood needs to be good blood okay. all right so like skip the doctor flaming pepper let's have Let's have pedicures while we're having <laughs> I just have to ask Dr. Brody. Now, I have been dying to know. I hear all about it. Doctor of the stars, chiropractic. Then I see a picture online of Jim Carrey and you. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck? What's going on? Who's, the, who's who that's you're taking care of? So... We just want to hear a little bit about what you've done in the past. And you mentioned that you were on movies and, and movie sets and just so, so fun. And Andy and I want to be in one of your movies. We do. <laughs> I, can, I can work on that. Um, but yeah, like my, my story of how I got there. Um, I got recruited to go work for a International Sports Performance Center who contracts out to different celebrities and professional athletes and all this stuff. So I went and did this and kind of got thrown into managing a, a few of their, their big people, I guess. Uh, so it's at the time where they're making 
Disney was making um, The Force Awakens was the name of the Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. So that was the they made three new ones. This is the first one um, that they did. So uh, what happened, long story short, is they they broke one of the main actors leg on set. Um, what? So Wait, who was it? It was Harrison Ford. <laughs> so, so I, I had worked with him back in Los Angeles, and we got the news that this happened. And it doesn't shock me, knowing his personality. Um, and so anyway, um, he had to have surgery. Surgeon said it's set. It's good to go. Me and kind of my team, we flew out to London where they were filming and basically got put in a meeting with, um, Disney and Lucasfilms, and they said we need him to walk as soon as possible. We're losing X amount of dollars every day that they're not filming. And, wow! Um, that was my job to make him functional and and walking again, um, so they could finish the film. So that was one of my projects. And how did he do? What kind of a what kind of a patient? So is he he, he is. <laughs> I mean, in Star Wars, his character, that's kind of him in real life. He just, <laughs> he just does whatever he wants. He kind of, I mean, I, he's great. We had a lot of fun together. But like the one story that I guess that kind of brings us all to fruition for me was we were trying to do a bunch of rehab and I needed him to ride a bike. And we were in London and he didn't want to go on a, you know, spin bike or whatever. So he wanted to go ride around this park. And, so we get these rental bikes where you put a credit card in and then they pop out yeah. thing like, you know, around here. And we started riding and I'm just kind of with him and his security guard um, was trying to keep up with us. But Harrison doesn't care. So he's just like taking off. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we stop and he sees this pub, which is right across the street. And he just ditches his bike and says, I think I'm going to go have a beer. <laughs> And I said, well, we we have to bring these back somewhere. I can't just leave them here. And he looks at me and he says, that's not my problem. I'm going to go have a beer. It's like, okay, well, you go do that. So he sat in the little courtyard and was having his Guinness or something. And I'm hauling these bikes back to wherever, trying to turn them. And that's just, he just didn't really care. So, um, I mean, it was it was that for six weeks long. But, I mean, we we finished the movie. We we got it all done. It, it came out pretty well, um, but it was a that was an interesting experience for. That's funny. That was fun. So, who else in Star Wars then did you um, uh, have to work, or so, get to work with? Them? So, when you're on set, you kind of are with everybody. So, he was our main project, but then, you know, everybody else that's associated with the film, so uh, just kind of wants to see you, basically. So, um, what Carrie, can I just can I just yeah. ask before you say how long? From when he broke his leg, was he able to ride a bike? What was the time frame? Uh, it was like a couple of weeks. I mean, it really is really, truly amazing what can be done. Yeah. I mean, this, this was with every resource possible, right? I mean, this was with constant. I would get up at 4 a.m. and I would be with him working through his leg. And I would be with him till 11 o'clock at night. So it was, wow. it was, it was a very different in normal quote-unquote life um isn't that how you and i should be dr brody yeah. my knee is sore we should get up at eight i know you have you don't want to get up many children yeah. no no i like to do eight and then <laughs> work on my knee until i play pickleball 
it'll do it. That will happen. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, wait a minute. If we go on location, let's choose our location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go on on set somewhere. So. Okay, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, we we could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was one. So yeah, you kind of work with the whole cast. So I. Personally, it was with Carrie Fisher. I was with the director. J.J. Um, Abrams did that. Um, Daisy Ridley and J.B. I'm blanking on his name, but they were kind of the the new to Star Wars characters, and they had a couple things. So you kind of you kind of get thrown around to everybody. Um, that's what you're there for, you know. Yeah. You're there to that's help cool. everybody. Else. So, yeah, it was it was it was a long. I think I was there four or five weeks in total. Um, and every day was just very, very long, but it was fun. It was a really cool experience. Um, and me and me and Harris in particular, because we spent so much time together, kind of got to be friends. Yes. Um, so. You know, how I just, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I have something really important to say. May the force. Oh, there you go. There you go. I love Star Wars. Bravo, Annie. Well, bravo. Well done. Uh, how was Carrie Fisher to work with? Um, she was good. Um, yeah, I, she's uh, she's she was a very interesting person. Um, was she tight with Harrison Ford? Were they? The, I mean, that was they. I don't know the history. I didn't get want to get involved, but yeah, we do. They didn't. Uh, they didn't like interacting with each other unless they had to that's what i'll say oh my gosh really that's now you're now you're spilling the tea because that's I, interesting I, well, people... I don't know i i um i wonder if I they just, dated i don't know i just did my thing yeah yeah dr brody did his thing i think <clears throat> they dated and we don't know about it i don't know but uh anyway Yes. Okay. I, think, well, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, movie sets are crazy. I mean, it's, there's so many people involved and there's all this stuff going on. So in this particular case, his leg would swell just because of the fracture and everything. And so you'd have to shut down production. So now you got 500 people just kind of staring at you. And then you got to work all that inflammation out of his leg. Then he can walk again for like a 10 minute window. Ooh. And then you got to film everything you can in there. And then you got to do the whole thing over again. So like the actual like movie sets are, and this is not, this is not a normal situation. So like, we're not going to do this to normal people, but um, there's a lot of people and they build everything from scratch. So these studios, um, this is at Pinewood. I mean, they literally build the entire thing, film it all. And then they break it all down and go to the next scene. So the, the amount of people involved to make a film is crazy. It's Why did they do it in London? Uh, Pinewood Studios has a couple stages that are like the biggest in the world. And um, it, it's like a little city. I mean, literally, they build everything. There's everything there. So there's a lot of people that this is what they do. They they make sets. So I, I think it's it's one of the biggest um, wow. studios in the world. I know there's another one, I think, in Atlanta now, too, that they use. But I, I don't know. I don't know why. So Jim Carrey, he wasn't in Star Wars. How did you connect with Jim Carrey? He was just one of our other clients, um, our, our, our patient base. So I had some 
it was more preventative stuff. I was working with him, but he was in Los Angeles. And so <clears throat> I would see him every once in a while, kind of avoiding a couple other things. He wasn't in a film at the time. Um, is he but, funny? I mean, you think he'd be like, just <laughs> hilarious to hang with. is he? He can be. He can also be very dark. Ooh. Um, so it was, you didn't really know <laughs> like where, what was it going to be? But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, he, yeah, he's, he's very nice. He's very nice to me and everything else. But, um, yeah, he, uh, his, his moods were very, like, he could be very upbeat and like a typical, you know, yeah. funny and do yeah. everything. And then it would just be this kind of like downward, like really, really quiet. And so I just, I just kind of adapt to whatever yeah. mood he was in. Well, good call. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay, any other names that Annie and I want to know? Because we're always um, listening. I worked with Chris Pine on another film. Oh. He was based um, out of the Cape, outside of Boston. It was about a film that uh, a ship went down, and he was a Coast Guard crew that went out to save him. And they had to film this in December because they needed, you know, 20 oh foot scenes and all that stuff. Um, so that was one. I was out there during the Nor'easter. So the whole town was just basically deserted except for the people making the movie because they needed this weather. And then uh, yeah, they'd go out and film all this stuff. So that was one that I worked on, too. A couple locally just in Los Angeles I was with. Um, and then I had a couple other athletes that I was kind of running around the country with. Um, depending on where they're playing. So it, it was a busy year. It was good. And then you realized, I want to get home with my wife and have some children. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, how beautiful. How many children do you have, Dr. Billy? I have three wonderful kids. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and almost two. So um, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of work. But uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We can appreciate that. Our children are now grown, but boy, I would love to redo all of those ages and stages all over again. I loved every second. I told you. Hey, boy, there's a lot of days where I'm thinking of the future, like, hey, can can someone just feed themselves for a second? Never everyone tells me like, oh, you're in the wonderful stage. Am I? Is this it? <laughs> it's it. This is, it, huh? this is it. All right. Well. Oh shoot! You already had great. Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, okay. So we always ask a question. Uh, I like to every every um, podcast guest, and you've played a little bit of pickleball, and your wife does. So I hope she comes to our event coming up. But we'll right. talk about that. Um, so, if you could play with anyone. In a pickleball game, to have someone as your partner, they don't have to be a pro. It's just for fun pickleball play, kind of social pickleball play, as we would call it. Yes. Who would it be, and why? This is like as as my as my partner, as not partner. not playing against. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Um. That puts me in a tough spot. Who? I. I think I'd be actually very curious. Dr. Pete Lollier. Oh! We can make that happen. <laughs> I think we would jive well. I think we would play pretty well. But 
he's he's got to be kind of a pickleballer now that he's he's down in Marco. Okay, okay. Pete, go ahead, Annie. Well, I have a challenge. Dr. Yes. Dr. Pete versus the chicks, Rebecca and Annie. Let's do Let it. Okay, so Dr. Pete is also a chiropractor here at Hopkins Health and Wellness, and should disclose that. He is super fun. Always up for a challenge, and anything super fun and exciting, he's always in. I mean, bottom line, he's in. Challenge accepted. If he wants, run it by him. Yes, we're in. We're gonna. You know what? We're gonna videotape it, <laughs> put it on our podcast. We are going to. Yes, we are. And we're going to have team names and team outfits and team play. So there are three categories that you have to win: name, <laughs> outfits, and play. Best two out of three wins. I think me and Dr. Pete on the outfits are going to kill it. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Okay, answer. That was a great answer. Really good answer. Okay, a couple more quick questions. Starbucks or Chipotle? Chipotle. Saturdays or Sundays? Saturday, 100%. Mm. Pickleball or tennis? Pickleball. Hmm. Right answer. Say on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got one more. Do you mind? Yes. Flaming Dr. Pepper or Moet Chandon? I'll take Chip a flaming Dr. Pepper. We have so enjoyed having you on our podcast Absolutely. you have been such a fun guest well, thanks for having me it's been yes good. an upcoming event that is in a few days actually it's the soiree spring soiree i love saying that word soiree. um it's at mega pickle and pond and we have invited it's it's um a woman's tournament 3.5, and we know that your wife plays, and I had mentioned to you if maybe she would want to join us. Is what did what did she say? I mean, she probably wants to get out of the house. I didn't get an answer, so pending. That's weird. <laughs> I think I maybe brought it up at the wrong time. So. Like, hey, do you want to play in this pickleball tournament? And then just walked in the other room. So you know. Oh, wait a minute. The two-year-old, four-year-old, and six-year-old one yeah, didn't yeah. last. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and you know, also, Rebecca Bright, we'd really like to thank you for sponsoring, being one of our sponsors. Absolutely. For our event. Wow, are we excited about that. A very special thank you to our official sponsors, Chicks, Lounge Sponsors, and Gifting Sponsors for the upcoming Pickleball Chicks Spring Soiree. Sipping Pretty Ladies event at Mega Pickle and Pong on May 13th. Thanks so much for joining the chicks and our guest, Dr. Brody with Hopkins Health and Wellness. We want you to comment on your biggest takeaways from the show today. And if you would like to be on one of our episodes or have ideas for our show, email us directly at dink at pickleballchicks with an x.com. Watch us on YouTube where you will find all 12 podcast episodes at Pickleball Chicks with an X. Or, of course, listen to us on Apple or any podcast platform. Thanks for subscribing and sharing the chicks with your friends. Have a great time on and off the Pickleball course. Until next time, cheers.